Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. This is our podcast for week 8 of 2016. With us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Kudia Services, and she will help us look at the links published this week on discoculiaheadlines.com. This week, we're looking at the abuse of being bad at math, what is the difference between modifications and accommodations, IEP realities, a treasure trove of references, and a Disco Kudia dragon. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Pleased to be here. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, interesting links this week, very interesting links. The first one is intriguing. They're talking about some people are using or abusing being bad at math. How is that? Well, bad at math or bad at numbers is the blog from accountant Rosie at her blog um, One Man Band Accounting. So um, she writes about adults being kind of addicted, so to say, to thinking they are uh, bad at math and using that um, in different ways. Now, it might have started in grade school when you struggled and didn't get a clear explanation for your math and started to think uh, you must be bad at math for your whole life. Maybe it uh, started later through... um, association of numbers with money or uh, with a perceived uh, role model where for instance uh, girls or or women are um, feeling uncomfortable to show that they're good at math. Hmm. Actually uh, Rosie describes a long list of habits that uh, make people shy away from working with numbers effectively. Now some people Uh, use their feeling of uh, uh, being bad at math as an excuse. And she urges people to not make excuses, but look closely at their business finance. Well, remember, she's an accountant. She's an accountant. That's what she's working (laughs) with. Go through the trade, yes. And uh, stop avoiding to keep good records. Actually, a lot of good advice uh, from an accountant and... Um, showing again the importance of numbers in our whole society and that it's important to uh, get help for people who struggle to have at least a basic understanding how the numbers work and how the money uh, money works. Okay. So yeah. So these are people that just conveniently say, "Oh, I'm just bad at math." And yeah, and then let everything go. And then let everything go. Hmm. Interesting. Never, never seen somebody have that take on it. Our next link is a very interesting link, and I think very useful link, because it talks about the differences between accommodations and modifications. Yes. And those are some of the technical terms that school districts uh, try to trick you with. Yeah, these are uh, coming up in uh, IEPs, Individual Education Plans, a lot. Uh, This is a blog by uh, Judith Graves and Carson Graves, and they clearly explain the difference between the two, the accommodations and the modifications. So first of all, an accommodation, that means something that changes how a student learns, but not what a student learns. So it keeps the instruction the same, there's no change in the curriculum. 
an example might be a student who sits in the front of the class is if he or she has a hearing problem or extra time for tests but still having to do the same questions as all the other students. Mm -hmm. Now in contrast to that you have modification. That is actually a change in content, so it's the, in the curriculum itself. Like uh, easier questions or shorter reading assignments or easier books. And then um, Mrs. Graves goes on um, describing her son's advanced level of comprehension but his weakness in writing. Mm -hmm. And she actually noticed that instead of um, instruction in writing, the school um, just excused him from writing. So instead of giving him an accommodation, they modified his curriculum? Yes. Dumped uh, it down for him? Absolutely. And okay. this is a problem which was basically lowering expectations. Right. Instead of trying to provide instruction in an area of weakness. Um, so her advice for parents is uh, read the IEP closely and uh, be aware of all the terminology. Look at the proposed accommodations and modifications and if, how they can help to close the achievement gap uh, for your uh, child. And the rest of the class. Yeah. And if necessary, use independent testing to verify what your child is actually capable of doing. Right. So thank you, Mrs. Graves, for clarifying these yeah. uh, important yeah. subjects. Yeah, I think that's very important for parents. Very good, very good, very good, very good. Then we have somebody with the uh, very strange name, Ewok Mama. And, um, and, and she also talks about the, uh, uh, the uh, IEPs, the, uh, what is it, the Individual Education, education Plans. Plan. Yes. yes. And, and what is her point? Yeah, yeah, that's it. also a very uh, nice um, post. Um, actually, her name, Ewok Mama, um, is related to uh, Star Wars, <laughs> uh, where the Ewoks are small but really forceful creatures and that can, uh, well, work out uh, hardship. Which happens to her. Uh -huh. Her um, her five-year-old son was diagnosed with leukemia, and oh. he had to undergo um, chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Now the school was not aware that um, not only during the chemotherapy but also afterwards there can be some uh, dysfunctions in uh, brain processing. Mm -hmm. So uh, her son had uh, processing problems, dyscalculia and memory and attention issues and it took her some time uh, before she got his issues like uh, not being able to work with time and money introduced into the IEP and this, this actually highlights the fact that every child is different and that we need to tailor-made IEP plans not just a one-size-fits-all uh, pull-out time. Right, not off-the-shelf plans. It's a very, very good uh, point, uh, very good block. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, and I'm happy for her that eventually she got the right, she issues got of her needed. son addressed. Very good. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, and we're looking at the links provided during the week on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com.
So now the next link is a sort of, when I found it, it's a treasure trove of references. Yes, uh, treasure trove is absolutely the right word here. For those people um, who have the time and persistence to delve really deeply into Discoculia, this is a magnificent uh, link. Um, let me just uh, mention an, an example, an article. 52, 52, 52, 52 links. Yeah. So it takes you a whole year, 52 weeks. Follow <laughs> <laughs> yes, one every week. <laughs> well, several are videos, so that goes quick. Okay. Uh, let me let me um, mention one example, um, an article by uh, Nienke Atteveld from the Maastricht University in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. uh, written together with Daniel Ansari uh, from Canada, about how symbols transform brain function, and, and the article is actually written in memory of Professor uh, Blommert. This article explains that it's unlikely that uh, evolution um, selected specialized neuronal circuits for cultural skills like reading and doing math that came up only a few thousand years ago uh, and they did not have enough time to be really built in into our our brain structure Mm -hmm. so that learning to read and do math can only be done by harnessing and reconfiguring of existing um, naturally uh, evolved circuits like we have a circuit for visual and auditory processing and these have to be um, revamped into processing written language and uh, numbers so the learning comes in um, and is very important which explains the link, which is not into this article so much, but it explains the link that uh, students who have um, slow processing memory issues and ADHD really struggle to acquire the reading and uh, math abilities that, that right. we, we expect them to acquire. Right. Well, and so we have 52 of those kind of uh, articles and, uh, absolutely, and links. Absolutely. Really a treasure Very trove to, uh, yes. to uh, go and uh, explore. Well, that brings us to our, our last uh, link of the week. And here they, they're talking about Discoculia as a dragon. Yeah. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, they describe the Discoculia dragon as a, um, a thing that goes around in the family. And actually, the grandparent of the person, the, the uh, son who's described here, Carson, has a dyscalculia. So his uh, grandparent had the same thing. And uh, at that time, in the 50s, uh, I think nobody had ever heard of it, so there was no help. Then his mother, who writes the blog, says, Well, then the dragon visited me, and I really struggled with math. And there was little help, uh, but it was at least recognized. And now her son, Carson, is diagnosed with uh, dyscalculia several times. Every time they moved to another location, it was tested again and it came up again. And she's really happy that she actually is in the school district where the uh, 
educators are familiar with dyscalculia yeah. and he gets um, he gets the attention he needs so that's that's a very positive story and I'm really happy to hear to hear that this happens too good well what I took away from it is that if they describe dyscalculia as a dragon that would make you a dragon fighter thank you so much Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services. You can follow her on Facebook, Pinterest and Twitter. Free downloads and a free Discoculia screener are available on her website, discoculiaservices.com. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.